Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, I have a very friend of mine from Medellin, Colombia. We actually met at a, a pitch night uh, where uh, different uh, expats and locals were pitching their businesses, and I had the chance to connect with Stephanie after the meeting. And uh, here we are now, uh, connecting also virtually uh, through the power of Google Hangout and YouTube and, uh, and with Stephanie in terms of uh, her move from the U.S. Uh, to over here in Medellin, Colombia, South America. I have a blog called Lost Dylan about her travel uh, blogger meetup here in Medellin, Colombia and about how she's making income online to fund her travels. Uh, just, so Stephanie, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit, bit better if you want to share more about yourself. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you for having me. Um, like Ricky said, my name's Stephanie. I'm originally from Chicago, 32 years old. I actually came from a history and career in pharmaceutical sales, um, having worked in the fertility space for seven, eight years. Um, I've always loved travel. I was blessed to work for a great company that afforded me vacation time and income to do that. So I've been to some really cool places, but only for like two week increments. And I'd always lived in Chicago and um, you know, seven, eight years ago, I always knew I wanted to live abroad. It just so many things had to fall into place and I had to gain the confidence. And, you know, part of me doesn't even know why I did it when I did, but I did and here I am. Um, I've been in Medellin for about almost four months now. And, you know, I plan to go other places eventually, but I really, I love the idea of slow travel. Slow travel meaning staying in one place for three to six months and really building a community around myself. But the fun part about this is you never really know what's going to happen. I could change, you know, where I'm going to be tomorrow. So who the heck knows? <laughs> and, you know, there's never a perfect timing to travel the world or to become nomadic or to become an expat. Uh, the perfect time is always now, I, I feel. Uh, if you wait, it might never happen. Uh, even with us, you know, we, I left um, when I was 39, now I'm 40. I have three young kids. I, um, I have a daughter, a son, and a son. And we just decided to travel. While they're young, uh, while, um, uh, you know, obviously it'll be harder to pull them out of school. So good on you for leaving, uh, you know, when you're 32 and uh, uh, a lot easier, obviously, when you're, before you uh, get married and have kids. So uh, I'm curious to know, choose Medellin, Colombia. Like, uh, uh, it, it is now obviously a big digital nomad hotspot, but tell us about your story, why you, why you chose the city to live in. Yeah, I mean, there's always a backstory, right? Um, so growing up in Chicago, there's a huge Latin population. Um, you know, I know Spanish is growing rapidly in the United States. Having traveled, I thought it was crazy that I only knew one language. I became a little bit embarrassed by it. Um, and I always had a deep love for dancing. My parents were always great swing dancers and always danced at the weddings we went to as kids. So I've always had like a secret infatuation with the Latin culture. Um, but beyond that, in August of 2016, when I still had my corporate job, I decided to take a two-week solo travel trip to um, study Spanish here in Medellin. Well, you know, I had no idea I was going to be a digital nomad, you know, nine months later. Um, but unfortunately, on day like four or five of my time here, I was studying um, at Columbia Immersion Spanish School. Um, I got a phone call that my mom had fallen very ill. And luckily, she's uh, perfectly fine now. Um, but I had to fly home on emergency flight the next day and the Spanish school I was studying at, um, you know, could not refund me, but gave me a two week credit. 
So fast forward to April of 2017, my mom is much better. Everything is great. Um, you know, having that two-week credit and then having experienced some of Medellin and already having a community within the Spanish school, it seemed like a perfect, obvious place to start. And in addition, the fact that, you know, the time zone is the same as Chicago, so I could still work with my Chicago counterparts. In addition to, um, you know, if anything ever happened again, I would be very, very close to home. I mean, it's a three-hour flight to Florida. That's just, that's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, and uh, you know, you mentioned the school, uh, Columbia Immersion uh, Spanish School, and actually, um, I had the chance to interview the founder just yesterday, ironically, his name is Luke, Luke Martin, uh, and I had a, uh, I actually interviewed him on my show uh, about the school, but also about um, his new project called uh, Nomad Playground, so, uh, you know, funny little small world tie-in there. Yeah, yeah, there's, Spanish schools are popping up all over, too, it's crazy. Um, but it's no doubt that it's, you know, just growing rapidly within the States, so people really have a desire to learn it and become more marketable. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, now you're based here in Medellin, Colombia. Tell us about uh, some of the ways that you're actually monetizing your travels and how you're sustaining your lifestyle here in Colombia. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm still in the beginning phases of learning how to do this. Um, so I love being upfront about that because sometimes we see these bloggers or these people that look like they have it all together, but I love being really honest and saying I'm still a work in progress. But about a year ago, um, in probably June of 2016, I had this like um, idea that I knew that something would be changing in the future. So I um, had made a connection at a marketing company in Chicago that was just looking for some help with social media management. So I started working for them. I mean, they were a startup. They could only pay me, you know, like twelve to fifteen dollars an hour, which, compared to what I was making in the states at the time, was pretty minimal. But in the back of my head, I was like, I'm just going to do this extra work for, you know, it started at eight hours a week, and I slowly built it up over the year. And so I, I'm very fortunate that I had like the hindsight to do that. Um, so now I'm working about, you know, fifteen to twenty hours a week on that. In addition, I um, put myself on Upwork and just through a variety of different networking um, platforms and people I've met here and in Chicago and some of the old um, people I actually worked with in Chicago, I just tell everybody what I do. And I think if you're a good person and you do the right thing, people naturally want to come back to you and say, you know, hey, actually I could use your help with managing my Instagram or writing this blog or helping me with sales, with this fertility product. Um, so it's it's really like 20 different things um, that, and then in addition, you know, I did plan ahead and save some money too. So I, I highly recommend being a little bit smart about that and not coming with zero dollars in your back pocket. Um, but it's many, many different things, but all, all digital marketing capacity. Sounds good, and I think that's definitely the great advice there about just getting yourself out there, speaking a lot, and uh, you know, doing things like what we're doing now, podcast interviews, and uh, networking, and uh, the right people will come to you. You just mention what you do. You don't have to do the hard sell. You just have to share openly and honestly, and then soon, uh, you'll get the, those clients that you need. Uh, so I'm curious to know about the travel blog. Uh, so you're actually documenting this whole journey uh, from the U.S. to Colombia and beyond on uh, Lost, in Linderland, and uh, Linderland is not a real place. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, it's your last name. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about 
the origin story. Tell us about um, why you started uh, Lost in Linderland and tell us a little bit more about the, the topics you write about. Yeah, so I mean, ever since I was, and I'm sure many people can relate to this, like I loved the idea of being an entrepreneur and creating something for myself. I used to, you know, buy wholesale jewelry when I was like 12 years old from downtown Chicago or from online and resell it and have my mom cash these random checks that would come to the house. I think she secretly just like put them away and gave me the $7 because she's like, I don't know what this 13, 14-year-old kid is doing. Um, so when I decided to, um, you know, take this leap, I knew that in addition to actually making serious income, I wanted to try to create maybe my own brand and tell my own story um, and just kind of see how it developed. So I'm tying in a few things together and I'm learning what's popular and what's not on the blog as well. And, and I'm going to go with what the audience wants, but I do tie in a little bit of my fertility sales background. I, um, having worked in the fertility industry, there's a whole in vitro fertilization IVF component, but there's also this whole new thing that's emerging and I'm not sure how much you're aware of it, just about um, women that are freezing their eggs proactively at maybe 30-ish years old because they know they want a child someday, but they know they don't want it in the immediate future. So I kind of tie that in and how, um, you know, I froze my eggs myself at 31. So how that gave me kind of the freedom to travel the world. And although it's not a guarantee, it kind of relieves some of that stress that a lot of women face. Um, and then I also talk about my daily life in Medellin because so many people are just curious, like how does someone just go to Colombia? Does Isn't it unsafe and isn't it horrible? And as you know, it's not like that at all. You have to be smart, but you know, Chicago has its bad, bad areas too. Um, so I think the egg freezing component gives it a very unique spin because I don't know of any travel bloggers that talk about that but also just talk about like what it's like to live in Medellin and the fun things and, and yeah, and I'm just continuing to write and probably come with new ideas tomorrow, the next day as well. Sounds great. Uh, yeah. You know, that's definitely not a topic that a lot of people talk about on the blog. So I think that's yeah. one of the key things is to figure out your unique niche and then the people who really resonated that will follow you. And obviously, uh, you know, life in Colombia is a great topic because a lot of people do have that wrong stereotype that is dangerous, that you're gonna get shot and killed and then uh, there's gonna be drugs everywhere. And it's not like that at all. And one of my big passions is to uh, educate people on the reality of uh, life in Colombia, travel in Colombia, and how beautiful the country is, how friendly the people is, how, how delicious the food is, and how safe the country is as well. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you can't be an idiot, but um, I totally agree with all of that. So, uh, not only do you have your own blog, but you're actually inspiring bloggers locally. You've created your own uh, blogger meetup. Uh, you've run, uh, I think, uh, about three different meetings already, and you're actually building a community of fellow bloggers. So, tell us a little bit about what made you start it, and how did you actually start your first one? So, I started, I think it was like week six or seven after I was here. Um, I always, I joke and I said this at the first few meetings and I was like, I kind of started this because I wanted friends and I really, the more I got into blogging, the more I realized how much little or little projects and how much work it really is. So I wanted to build a community, not for me to share what I know because I knew so little, but for me to learn from other people that were really good at it. 
and I had no idea how many people would show up. I created everything through Facebook for at least the first meeting. Um, and I, I gathered, you know, three or four friends and three or four women that I trusted and said, please come to this. If anything, it'll be four or five of us. And then another local um, woman in the community, Eleni Costas, who I'm sure I know you know, everyone knows, um, was really motivational and really helpful. So I think it's maybe finding that one person in the community that has done something very similar and uh, using them for support. So, and from there, you know, we're having another one tonight and each meeting has been a little different, but through that I've actually met two connections that have led to paid freelance writing projects. So already, you know, I'm not charging anything for it, but already I guess it's kind of um, paid for itself and I'm really looking forward to seeing how to potentially monetize it or how to, to grow it here or maybe other places and just and learning along the way. I know I'll probably learn a lot from you too with some of the ideas we talked about earlier. Yeah, and for those of you who listen to the show who don't know, um, my backstory, I, I actually was a red producer back in Vancouver, BC, Canada, and uh, one of the things I used to do is run different meetups. I used to run uh, YBR bloggers, YBR foodies, YBR dads, YBR authors, YBR entrepreneurs, YBR travelers, and YBR is actually the airport code, so it's basically Vancouver bloggers, and uh, I ran that group for about three years, and it grew to about like about 3,000 people on Facebook, and at our meetings there would be like 50 to 60, sometimes over 100 people would show up at the meetings, and yeah, we were teaching people about how to brand themselves with the blog, how to market the blog, how to monetize the blog, how to get press trips, how to get uh, free stuff as a blogger, etc. So uh, it was amazing community, and uh, the good thing is, it is actually running, even without me being there, I'm here in Medellin, Colombia, and the group's still running, so shout out to my friend Rebecca Coleman, who actually took over the group, and uh, she's doing a fabulous job running it without me, and uh, yeah, you know, that's one of the things as an entrepreneur, is to leave a legacy that extends beyond you, so I don't need to be there, and it's still running, so good job, Rebecca, on running it without me. I'm sure they miss you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so Stephanie, uh, tell us about um, uh, you know kind of your future. So you're currently in Medellin. Uh, you've been here for several months now. Uh, how long do you intend to stay here uh, in Medellin, Colombia? Well, that tourist visa really puts a damper on uh, stuff. As um, you guys may or may not know, each country has different tourist visa limitations. But here in Colombia, tourists can only stay six months in total in one calendar year. So actually fly back to Chicago for three weeks next week um, to maybe get some additional work projects, return a lot of the clothes I brought because I brought way too much stuff, of course, and uh, just a few other random family things and friend things. Um, I plan to return back here in September and then stay three more months. And after that, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what will happen. Um, I have Asia in the back of my head because I know it's another digital nomad hub and uh, I've only been to Bali on that side of the world so I'd love to live by a beach for a bit um, but I also got invited to my first Colombian wedding at the end of January which I'm dying to go to so I think I might have to maybe do some South America who the heck knows um, but I know that for the immediate future it'll be continuing the blogging meetup um, working with the people I've met here and just there's so much to do in Colombia and the longer I'm here the more I realize that I could just spend a whole year exploring the small towns and the coastal towns and all of that lovely stuff. 
Yeah, and uh, by the way, for those of you who don't know about that visa, it actually resets not every 365 days, but at the beginning of the calendar year. So um, technically, you could actually stay a whole year if you actually come here in June or July, and then you end, uh, stay till December, boom, it gets reset, and then you can stay all the way until June, and then you got 12 months in Colombia. That's true. I, uh, I didn't really realize that till I got here. I uh, came in late April, so... Had I known, had I been a little bit smarter, I would have waited maybe a month or two, but just part of part of the life. It kind of forces you to go to other places, though, that, you know, you may have gotten lazy and just stayed in Medellin, so I think I might maybe do a Peru trip in November. Clearly, you know, I'm not decided on anything past November yet. And well, that's very common, you know, in the digital nomad space, I typically ask people, what is your future? And they're like... Oh, you mean like next week, right? <laughs> Most people don't know uh, anything beyond a few months or a few years. Uh, uh, and uh, it, that's the beauty of being a nomad, is you can choose where you want to go. It's uh, kind of like that storybook that we all know. Uh, choose your own adventure. Yeah, I know I don't want to really plan too far ahead because I listen to some of your other podcasts as well, and um, it seems to be a common theme that people meet each other in one city and then they see, oh my gosh, they're in, you know, Peru or Argentina, maybe I'll go there. And it inspires them to go to a different country. So I like having that open. I've met some amazing, amazing people. And um, I look forward to maybe meeting up with them or being in the same place with them one day in the future. Maybe I'll follow you guys. I'll be your fourth kid. <laughs> Sounds good. Join us. Join us. Uh, we definitely would love to have you. Uh, so you know what I'm curious about, Stephanie, is uh, you've already made this leap. You know, you've, you've, uh, you've left uh, the comfort of Chicago to uh, move over here to Medellin, Colombia. There might be someone who's listening to the show right now, who's watching the show right now, and they're thinking of leaving. They might be in Chicago. They might be in New York. They might be in L.A. They might be in somewhere else in the world, and they don't know where to start. So what would you tell that person besides the Nike Just Do It slogan? Yeah, well, tell them that life is more than just freezing cold winters. Um, you don't have to experience that all the time. Um, gosh, I feel like this is going to sound so so cliche, but, like, it's truly, like, in your gut, you know what you want to do. And you're just too afraid to do it because, at least for me, I was really afraid what people would say to me and about me. Um, you know, what's this crazy girl doing leaving a really good job with, you know, a nice apartment and all those things that you're supposed to want all the time. And that was actually my biggest fear. Like, I knew I could meet people. I knew I had enough money to do it at least for a year or two. I knew I could do all that. I wasn't afraid of that. It was just like what others would think. And I was so shocked that when I told my boss, my coworkers, my friends, pretty much 99% of people, they were like, oh, we knew that you were like this and wanted to do this and this is like such a perfect fit for you, we wish we could do the same thing. And so here I was wasting my time for years caring about what others would think of me when in actuality they, not everyone of course, but really wish that they had done something similar. So my advice would be is to not care um, or not give a bleep what people think. and. <laughs> And actually just like follow exactly what you want to do in your gut because more people will admire you and, and want to follow along on your journey than you could ever imagine possible. I bleeped out myself there. <laughs> awesome. You know, congratulations. Awesome. Uh, you know, for, 
for, for leaving those cold winters behind. I can definitely identify. Uh, I'm from Vancouver, which actually isn't as cold as Chicago as far as I know, but I think it is more gloomy. <laughs> Vancouver and the whole Pacific Northwest, uh, yeah. British Columbia, uh, Washington State, and Oregon typically tends to be a little bit cloudy and overcast. Not just a little bit, pretty much eight months of the year. So it's tough. It is tough. And it's just, I've been shocked. I mean, I feel like I can answer your question forever, but um, it's crazy once you take the leap and get to your uh, whatever city you're going to, there is such a community that's doing the exact same thing that you are, you are doing. And you're like, where have you guys, where have you people been my whole life? You know, like I found my, I found my tribe. I found my people and I love my friends back home and they're amazing and ex coworkers and all of that. But it's crazy. Like the people that you meet here that you bond with so quickly because you have the same thought process and the same view on the world. Like it's really a beautiful Thing, and that's how you develop these quick friendships. So your community is out there. You just have to to find the hub and then do it. Yeah, and part of the reason we started this podcast series is to show uh, people that's possible that they're just regular, average, everyday people who have actually followed their dreams, and now they're globetrotting in places like Colombia and beyond. And now we've interviewed about 220 different guests at the time of this recording. And li literally, uh, I'm just starting. Uh, I find that there's like uh, like at least thousands and thousands of different nomads around the world. And I'm only at 220, you know, in the next few months, I might be at 300 or 400 and soon I'll be at a thousand. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know what the future holds either, but uh, it I, is a community of Yeah, I just had lunch with a woman yesterday who I met at a, an event weeks ago, who was from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, an hour and a half from Chicago. And we were talking about what we were going to do today, and, and she brought you up. So she, I think, is going to be on your podcast, too. So it's just all, the world is very small here. Yeah, the world is very small. And, uh, you know, even uh, Eleni, who you mentioned, is actually going to be on our podcast. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you mentioned the Columbia School, and I was like, oh, I just interviewed that guy yesterday. So, yeah, it, it, even though we live in this massive world with 7 billion people, um, you know, the people who are traveling, who are nomadic, who are bloggers, that group is tight-knit uh, because it's kind of lonely when you're traveling. Uh, so uh, you can actually meet people at, in person through meetups such as Stephanie's or even online through different Facebook groups. There's uh, Digital Nomads, uh, Medellin, and there's a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah, those are like... So, yeah, to St Stephanie, I'm curious to know if people wanted to connect with you, uh, maybe pick your brain about uh, leaving their home to travel the world, obviously to learn about uh, your travels. Uh, to maybe get some fertility advice and uh, exactly exactly uh, how can they do that Stephanie uh, what are the different ways by which people can connect with you yeah so um, my email is so my last name is Linder hence the lost in Linderland um, site so my blog is you know lost in Linderland.com um, my email is lost in Linderland at gmail and both uh, Facebook page and Instagram is Lost in Linderland as well. Um, so I'm on all the social media platforms. Uh, Twitter is Linder underscore land, but I think the other ones seem to be a little bit more popular. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear from you. You can just add me as a friend on Facebook as well. Um, I really, it's like a passion of mine to connect with people that are here and in the same town and share stories and share information. Um, I love doing it, so I would any questions people had, I would love to hear them. Thank you for asking.
Yeah, and for those of you who want to see Medellin, this is Medellin here with uh, the beautiful uh, mountains. We're actually in the midst of a valley, so there's literally mountains everywhere. And I'm actually in a condo in Envigado, uh, so uh, people can actually watch it. There. And you can see, totally safe, totally safe, see? I never felt safer than I was in Envigado. <laughs> Uh, so thanks again for your time, Stephanie. And uh, you know, uh, I know we're going to be both at this blogger meetup tonight. So we'll actually see you soon. Uh, we'll yeah, see we'll you tonight. Programs or something. But thank you. I think it's awesome what you're doing, and I look forward to learning uh, more from you as well. Yeah. Thanks so much for uh, being on the show today. And uh, definitely, you've been very inspiring. And I'm sure a lot of people will be contacting you to follow your journeys and to maybe get inspired to become nomadic, just like you are currently. Ah, oh, thanks. I appreciate that. And thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. Uh, if you're looking for community, you know, we have an active one on Facebook. We're called Digital Nomad Mastery Community. You can join the group, you can ask questions, share articles, and get inspired to travel the world. Uh, so thanks everyone, we'll catch you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.